Hey, Cheyenne Hills, and welcome to the TGIF devotional podcast. This is what we started after we got done going verse by verse through Genesis. We wanted to get more voices, more ideas, more um, subject matters that have direct application to you, our listeners. And so today I'm Casey Orr. I'm going to be here with uh, Evan Grubel. Hello, everybody. Evan uh, is our graphic designer here. He does any of the cool things that you see art-wise around the campus or to do with our series and stuff like that. He puts that together. I get the pleasure of uh, working in the office with him. I do all the video media and stuff like that. And so we get to work together and kind of collaborate on a lot of stuff. And that's been really fun. But we actually were perfect for this topic today as we go through, continue through the fruit of the spirit, because working in an office together, we have to learn about patience. Mm -hmm. So um, to kick us, to remind you, we are doing the fruit of the Spirit, which comes from the end of Galatians chapter 5, and we've already had that off. So if you haven't heard the these yet, you can go back on the podcast and find the beginning of the series and listen to those, because we've already had people kick off and talk about love and joy and peace um, and to get to where we are now. So if you want to kind of follow through, you can go back and listen to that. Otherwise, we will try to catch you up. Uh, first of all, Galen teaches this class. Uh, he tries to do it once a year called Bible study methods, which are the notes from one of his seminary classes, which was huge for me. Um, and it talks about how to unpack pieces of the Bible. The first thing he says to do is to look at it, the book itself. Like, where are you reading from it? Like who is speaking, who are they speaking to and what's the purpose of, of the speaking? So, um, Evans, what, what, the book of uh, the letter to Galatians from Paul, mm-hmm. what is that about? What what caused him to write? Who were the Galatians? What was the problem he was trying to address with the letter? What's going on here when we get to the end of chapter five? Paul, earlier in his ministry, visited the Galatians and he was very encouraged by them. He was, um, they were running well in their faith and um, especially for the early, early church Christians, they were doing very well. And then he, he seems confused here because, um, he does say you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth in verse 7? So obviously um, someone or something caused them to revert back to uh, the law. In this case, they were very um, getting really, to the law. and They're going back to like the legal. They weren't right. looking at the, 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 legalism new, te- of it. the yep. new teaching of Christ, and they were going back to uh, Galen talked a little while ago about in a sermon in our uh, Trilogy of Truth series. Again, that's something you can go back on the podcast in our sermon cast series and find where he talked about. He kind of set up uh, what I thought of as uh, bumpers, like if you're bowling <laughs> and for like for kids is uh, bumpers to go back and forth between to keep you kind of on the right path. One bumper on one extreme was cheap grace, which is to think that, oh, I accepted Jesus. Therefore, I can really do anything I want because I'm saved. That's cheap grace. And on the other side is the legalism where you get so caught up in the law that you get lost to the the grace and the mercy of what Christ did and, and what that and what that brings with it, including things like the fruit of the spirit. Right. Uh, he talked about that in his parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, where the Pharisee comes in and he is just, you know, giving the exact right offerings and thinks he's totally justified before God because he does all the things to the letter of the law. And the tax collector comes in and says, God, I know I am a sinner. I know I am wrong. Please forgive me. You know, please, you know, please have mercy on me. I love you. And he said, the tax collector is the more justified of the two. Right. Um, Paul is writing to these people who have gone back to this, looking at the minutia of the old law and kind of focusing on that and not learning from the new thing 
as as Isaiah uh, 43 puts it, the new thing that God is doing with Christ. Yeah, and so in summary, the Galatians, uh, again, were running well. And then Paul calls, um, he identifies a person who is persuading them um, to not be of the truth. And, um, and then verses 8 through 11, um, he also has confidence in the Lord that uh, they will not take on another view. And the one who is troubling them uh, would bear the penalty, whoever he is. So he obviously yeah. doesn't know exactly who it is. Obviously, am I, uh, the devil was working through him yeah. to pers- persuade them. So, so this letter was that, kind of a, a, a what happened, you yeah, guys? You guys happened? were going so well. Let's go back to basics. Yeah, whoever is in there, like leading you in this direction, is going to probably pay for it eventually because they, right. but they are that, um, the bad fruit that Jesus said. And you said that tree needs to be cut down. Right. And that's not to, um, assume that the Galatians would not be penalized either because obviously they were going into a trap where they would yeah. be penalized and uh, of sin and clinging to the legalism yeah. part of it. And so then obviously Paul goes into the fruit of the spirit, which we'll get, which we're now on patience. Yeah. Um, but he also lists, um, what is of the flesh. Yeah. So if you contrast these, and we're going to start off with um, God's patience yep. um, as kind of the standard, and then uh, God's patience to sinners and God's patience to nations. And then kind of move on to big contrast. Once you see the immensity of God's mm-hmm. patience, we'll talk a little bit about some uh, human examples of patience and then go it's into... to make you feel squeamish. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's going to scare us a little bit. Um, and then we're going to talk about human patience and kind of what we're expected of. And then we're going to talk a little bit about just uh, Evan and I. We're going to talk about like in modern day, what does patience look like? What are ways we can kind of grow those fruits and nurture that stuff? Um, but first, real quick, I'm going to go back and read uh, from... Galatians. I'm going to start on verse 19 because we've been focusing on the fruit of the spirit, but I'm going to start on 19 when he's talking about when he lists out the negative things. He says, these are the things that are going to get you in trouble. These are the things that, um, I'll start at 18 then. He says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, Fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That's actually a big list compared to what's coming. Mm-hmm. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, it says in verse 22, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things, there is no law. And so he really sets up kind of a, I, I was thinking of, just before we go on to God's thing, I made me think of Yoda um, for the Star Wars fans back Excellent. in Empire Strikes yes. Back. And he's uh, Yoda's writing Luke's back while they're doing his initial Jedi training. And he's warning him. He says, uh, anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force are they. And he goes on to warn that says, once you start to you to to call on those things to make decisions, then forever in your life will they will they um, negatively affect you? Right. And he warns against that stuff. So this even, is why we're friends, Casey. Yeah, because <laughs> you 
incorporate Star Wars into <laughs> so everything. Even so, this is the kind of thing that you know, even in modern, um, in modern like fictional stories and stuff like that, we recognize that that some of these things that if you if we focus on those, we're going to go the wrong direction. So, um, but Evan is going to take over now and talk a little bit about when we're talking about patience and what patience means. We're looking first at what God's patient is and and where He's been patient and uh, and what happens when that patience runs out. Yeah, so looking at God's patience just from the get go, um, you should feel pretty squeamish and also <laughs> worried. and worried um, for when His patience runs out, like Casey mentioned. But um, you so, you should also obviously view God's patience as a standard and strive for patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously when you look at Jesus, you look at God, right? So looking at Jesus's patience, he had towards everybody, towards the Pharisees, towards the, his own disciples, yeah, his own disciples. He had. Um, <laughs> it's just astonishing. And, um, what I loved about what John MacArthur said in one of his sermons was you view God's patience and it's, it's great. It's immense, but you also have to realize, uh, the patience that he has in that, he hates sin like more than mm-hmm. anybody else. Mm-hmm. He is constantly being insulted. You know, he is constantly um, angered towards yeah. sin way more than we can imagine, mm-hmm. right? He is holy. We are not holy. He is. Um, so just being set apart like that would require a greater restraint, you know, in not reacting um, and he will react. We are told he will react mm-hmm. justly. Um, but but the knowledge that he has not yet fully um, given out his wrath towards yeah. sinners is just amazing, you know, yeah. um, through the beginning. I mean, he has in, at times given out just justice and well, yeah, wrath. The, but I think you, the, what you were, the thing you were talking about uh, is the ultimate the podcast end, yeah. was... Well, the thing you're talking about before the podcast was even look at Noah and the flood is is God had sent Noah to kind of preach and say, hey, we're messing up um, and kind of warn against destruction coming from the amount of sin. Um, I think the Bible says man was only evil all the time. Right. And so he sent he said, look, what, 125 years that Noah was around and preaching and warning people before the flood finally happened. And so, like that—that that, that's that kind of patience. Like he, for more than a century, he had had someone going around saying, it, "This is going to happen if we don't stop." You know, there's a consequence, and then it didn't stop. And so, when his uh, God's wrath came down in the form of the flood, the only people that were saved, the only people who listened and were chosen to be saved, were uh, were Noah and his family. Right. Yeah. Just going back to, obviously, we've seen events in the past, just like the flood and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament, um, where his um, anger is poured out on mankind physically. But um, nowadays we see more of um, when God um, turns away from patience towards people, towards nations, um, it is the giving, um, it is the, he leaves them and gives them over to themselves, right? So Mm -hmm. as sinners, um, without God, there's just the flesh, what Paul was talking about yeah. in that list you mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's just that. There is no spirit. There is no patience. There is no general mercy or grace from God. And we see that, especially today, you know, with um, 
you know, the topical um, thing is abortion and, and the, the twistedness and what Paul talks about in Romans 1, the twistedness of um, our mind, of our flesh, and what we think is right and how we devise our own corrupt ways now. Um, so really what I'm seeing as a nation, um, what we're all seeing as a nation, and that can also be applied to sinners in, in general of non-saved people is that God gives us over to ourselves. So as a nation, um, we are seeing more and more twistedness, like I mentioned, and sin in general just abound um, and just get worse and worse. And I do believe that's God's wrath. I mean, the giving um, of ourselves in that we, you know, just look to ourselves and believe we are morally right in doing these things. Which, especially the more times... uh, you know, God started by making a personal relationship with a human with Abraham. I mean, well, after obviously the, the, the first creation, stuff like that. But as human society started to evolve after the fall, he went, found a single human, uh, Abraham, and made a deal and made a covenant with him. And then, like, they had, you know, started out this master plan where that family grew. And he showed his faithfulness even through that family, even through the early generations of that family. They did not behave well. A lot of the time, but his faithfulness and his justice um, was maintained, and he was patient with them because of his faithful. Because he is faithful, because he has to be, because he has to be true to himself. Um, as we later, as we later hear in the New Testament, right? Well, it's like something Galen talked about the other day is we say God is love, but God is not just love. God is right. just he, which means he is uh, righteous in the fact that he will. Uh, bring justice to those who do wrong. Right. But his, I mean, if you think about his patience, think about how long, you know, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus was here. 2,000 years before Jesus could come back. And I remember um, um, a friend of mine, Cold Church, spoke a little while ago, and he painted this beautiful picture of, of Christ up if you can, you know, forgive the uh, the image of like on the clouds up in heaven and the angels are all looking over down on earth and saying, can you see what's happening? Let's go back. Let's go back now. Let's start this. Let's, let's, let's end their suffering. Let's end all this sin. Let's take care of them. And Jesus is holding his arms up saying, no, no, wait, look, watch right there. One more person just achieved salvation. We can get more like this, this patience, this idea that, that he wants to give the opportunity for people to to know him and to repent and to have that changing of mind and to find that salvation. And because, you know, his, you know, want is for us to have that relationship with him. You know, he didn't make us so that he could punish us. He make, made us as, you know, as we see it a lot in scripture for the purpose of, of being a, a part with him and having a relationship with him and, and in doing so glorifying his name, like he has this patience and he's shown it over and over again. But like you said, the patience has limits, so our time is not unlimited as well. Right, and we as Christians, again, when we see um, the sin in a nation especially, we are not blind to it like they are, right? So mm-hmm. when we say we are under God's wrath right now, mm-hmm. it is it is blind to them. Yeah. You know, they, they do not see it because they are corrupt um, well, in, in their sin. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously we can pray for them, you know, for a changing of heart. And we see that throughout history where God has brought, well, Paul himself, um, we have seen it where God um, changes their heart for the good in in many. But so 
it was it was interesting going through the um, fruit of the spirit and then also uh, the characteristics of the flesh. And I'm like, no, no wonder why I'm tired all the time. Yeah, because you have that constant battle within yeah. you. Well, and the and if you notice the list of the the problems of the flesh is longer, right, than that of the the spirit. And right. that, I think that's just because we could, human beings, being what we are, we are very inventive and we can find lots of ways to mess up. Right. Um, but there are a few core things that really hold us to, up together. And so speaking today of patience, one thing I wanted to look at in contrast to that and, and as they, Hey, there's this heavy kind of handed stuff, but just like everything that has to do with Christ at the end, there's hope, there's grace at the end. Right. Um, and so we want to look at the, the ways in which uh, human beings have, uh, at times shown their patience as far as, you know, we think that the fruit of the spirit is talking about um, the spirit um, being something that enters us, you know, once we've received um, Christ, once we've accepted him as a savior, you know, we get that gift of the Holy spirit. And that's the thing that pr- kind of helps provide these things. So we were talking about this before is, is uh, on the one hand, you would think that, okay, well, now that I have accepted Christ and I, you know, truly repented and I'm trying to read my Bible is, why don't I feel a joy all the time? Why don't I feel peace all the time? Why don't I feel patience all the time? Is these are gifts, but just like being handed a, a, a fantastic tool belt, just because you have a ratchet something or other doesn't mean you're really good at using, using it. it. Yeah. yeah. Or that you're even using it at all. You can walk around with this tool belt and it's just gathering rust. But also you have to learn when the right tools are needed. You can become better at them. And when you look at it from the idea of fruit, we've talked in the previous episodes about growing it and nurturing it the way you would any other uh, growing living thing, living part of you. Um, Going back to uh, the the Greek word that's in here, the patience, uh, macrothemia is just it means patience but also it's been used as forbearance as long suffering it mean it can mean uh not just you know being able to wait for something but also being able to put up with things for a long period of time if you look at um, stories in the bible like uh, going back to genesis you have joseph joseph was true to god even when his own brothers sold him into slavery for years and years of slavery, he was truthful to God. When he was ro- risen up in the house of the captain of the guard, he was truthful to God. When the captain of the guard's wife accused him of something and he was sent to prison, he was true to God. When he was in prison for years, he was true to God. Um, he had that forbearance, that um, long-suffering, but without losing the faith, that then is rewarded when finally Pharaoh brings him up. And then he sees at the end, uh, one of the last parts of, of, the, of the book of Genesis is him saying, what you meant for evil, God used for good. Right. Like, and he was able to look back. And, and uh, if you look at uh, also the story of Ruth, man, talk about patience and faithfulness and trusting God in these kind of crazy situations that all turned out for, you know, for the benefit of God's plan. And so how do we look at that in our own lives? Um, I have as a video producer and I was a journalist in the past. So I have, I have done, I have helped a lot of people tell their stories. And one of the things I noticed, especially recently, if you've been following our truth series, we had a couple, we had three in that, um, people who are from Cheyenne Hills church share their testimony. And, um, I was honored to be able to video that and to kind of edit it into something that would fit into a sermon. Um, because a lot of times our conversations are half an hour and I have to distill that. I, I pray constantly while doing that, like, Lord, let me be true to their story. But the reason that stands out to me when we're talking about patience is I see all these times when 
people are going through these tribulations. They're going through, you know, because there's always a front part of the testimony, which is this is how my life was. And then there's the event. It's almost universally Christ. And then there's I'm not the same after, and this is how that looks like. But a lot of them at the end, they look at they look back and they say, I could never have seen that this is how this my story was going to end. They um, they went through years of tribulations. One gal who lost her daughter, uh, who was ill all her life and died at the age of eleven. She spent two years being angry, and she believed in God. She had a relationship with God, but she spent two years being angry at God. And what she said at the end was, "I needed the time to where I was ready to be able to look and see the story that God laid out in front of me." says, I wasn't ready at the time to see what he was doing. And that's uh, what so many of the other stories I've heard too, including my own story. Um, it wasn't until the end, or not the end, but wasn't until later that I could look back and see the way things laid out and realize that was God. That was God's purpose was to specifically put these things in my life or to have the, or go through these trials and stuff like that. And so patience is something that we can develop once we get a relationship with Christ and understanding the fruits of the Holy Spirit is that sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes we have to put up with really rough seasons in our life. But if we have that faith, that brings us that the power to have that forbearance. And with that forbearance, we're able to put up with a lot more and we will be able to get to that point when we can see all the pieces come together. Right. So. Yeah. So that's all very good, and I love Joseph's story, especially with patience, because that's just a testimony to God himself. Like, no one would ever be able to go through that without God's inter intervention in their lives. And to, so, and to keep rising up everywhere right. he was, they recognized that there was something special in him. Right. And that is these is these what we later, with the, Holy, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, we were all given the ability to grow and grow these things, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, all that stuff. They probably, the people would probably see in Joseph, which is why he became a trustee in prison, which is why he rose as a slave to the head of the household of the captain of the guard of all of Egypt. You know, they see these things in, in them and that kind of buoys them up right. in these in these periods of suffering. Yeah. So, yeah, just to wrap this all up, looking at ourselves and what we can do about patience, um, I wanted to touch on um, the class that patience belongs in. And this isn't from the Bible, but it kind of follows the Bible. Um, in the Baker en Encyclopedia of Psychology and Counseling, it says patience belongs in a class that could be called the virtues of resistance or of willpower. So other members of this class of valuable traits are courage, forbearance, which you mentioned, mm -hmm. perseverance, and self-control. So all of these kind of go with each other. And uh, these traits enable their possessors to resist improper inclinations, whether they be emotions, desires, urges, habits, or a combination of these. So patience isn't just, um, you know, oh, my office mate, Casey's being so annoying right now. Yeah, I should probably like, show patience. Like it's, why would you eat a tuna sandwich in a closed room? Right, and burp <laughs> it at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's all of these things. It's it's resisting um, sin. It's being patient in trials. It's being mm -hmm. um, just all of these emotions. It's emotions, desires, urges, yeah. habits, even. Um, being patient um, and, yeah. and like waiting to come out of a um, valley. So, and not just, so not just being patient through the suffering of our own um, 
uh, fight with our iniquities and our uh, bad desires and stuff like that. But in a time right now when like the entire country is trying to blame Christians for basically mm-hmm. everything that they don't like that's happening right now. They're blaming Christianity because apparently Christians are the only people who want, you know, who value life. And they're the only people who want states to have the say in things. And they're only people I won't go on in that. <laughs> but uh, go, for on my part, looking at things is, um, is what we can do today. James wrote a le- his letter. He wrote uh, to his Christians. He said, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. That is the biggest piece of patience that we have to have is we are waiting for Jesus to come back. While the master is gone, we have to continue to do the work. And that's right. one of the biggest patients we're asked to do. Said, so see how the farmer, uh, James goes on to say, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he receives uh, the early and the late rains. So um, establish your hearts, he says, for the coming of the Lord. So how do, how do we do that? Yeah. How do we become patient? And that's kind of what I wanted to close on as a climax. Yeah. Um, of our theme here. And um, so patience is a sign of the Holy Spirit in us, right? So without the Holy Spirit, we are flesh. We are um, we are without God. We are, as Paul wrote, we are all of those things in that list. Yeah. We are without the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So how can we become patient? Um, but if you have patience, let's start with this. If you have patience, it is a sign of the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. Um and then it is also a sign of salvation, right? So if you have the Holy Spirit, you are saved. You have uh, the fruit of the Spirit in you. doesn't mean you know how to wield everything yeah. like you were talking about immediately. It takes time to develop tools. Yeah. Um, so how do we develop those tools? How do we become more patient? Well, again, we cannot do that ourselves. We yeah. have to rely on the Holy Spirit. We have to rely on Jesus mm-hmm. in us to do so. If you rely on yourself to become more patient or loving or gentle, uh, you cannot do it because yeah. your your flesh, the spirit is the that spirit fruit. is willing, but the flesh exactly the flesh exactly. is always so, weak. So we we do have to rely on the Holy Spirit. We have to rely on Christ's work in us, and be patient in that as well as it is not immediate, um, and it does take time uh, to develop those skills. So so really, yeah, the only thing is establish that relationship with God. You know, read your Bible, uh, listen to our, our podcasts, uh, find a grow group, find ways to plug in with other Christians, because one of the greatest ways to to uh, bowie up our forbearance is to be surrounded by people who are filled with that. And one of the things that uh, one of the testimonies talked about is, is it's good to always have a Paul, a Paul in your life and always have a Timothy in your life. Always have someone you're learning and always have someone maybe younger in the faith who you can kind of talk to and work with. So I would encourage you to find your Paul, find that person who can help you recognize those moments to where you can be patient and uh, just continue to grow in that. But above all, have the hope in the fact that if you have accepted Christ as your savior, you have the Holy Spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the power of these things that are fruits of the Spirit. You have the ability to have that patience and that forbearance. And so know that and recognize that you don't have to do anything else but learn to use it. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we do this every Friday with the TGIF devotional. We also have Nathan Winters joins Pastor Galen Huck to talk about uh, big events of the day and how to look at them through a Christian lens on our Wednesday podcast, as well as every Monday, we have just the sermon portion of that week's service on as our sermon cast on Mondays. 
And also we stream, we always stream our services. So join us for that. Thank you so much. And as Galen always tries to end the podcast with go out there and be strong and very courageous. Thanks.